welcome to Avid Travel with Britton Frost. I, of course, am your host, Britton Frost. And today we're doing part two in our millennial series. So today we're going to look at ocean cruises for millennials. And I do want to preface this by saying something. You know, when I do these millennial collections with river cruising, it was a little bit different because with river cruising, you're looking at pretty standard pricing across the board. I mean, sure. When you get up to the, the, the really expensive river cruises, they can be, you know, twice to three times as much as other cruise fares, but you're looking at a pretty solid average where you have a lot of cruise lines that fall within that average bracket with ocean cruises. I think it's harder to look at budget because there are cruises that are $6,000 for seven days and, and even more than that. And then you have cruises that are as inexpensive as $500 for seven days. And so you really have a wide range there. And I posted an article about this, about the best cruises for millennials. And I got a comment uh, on it that said, you know, Virgin, because I met, I'll mention Virgin Voyages later, I said, Virgin, really? How about Seaborn or Regent? They might not be as woke as Virgin is, but they will provide a much better cruising experience. And I do agree to this comment in some on, on some points. I think that the more that you spend on a cruise, the likely you are likely going to have a better experience. But also, I mean, that depends on what experience you're looking for, right? And we've talked about this on the podcast a lot before, is that if you're looking for a, a cruise experience where you have everything included and where you have butlers and where you have these things and where you have, you know, if you're doing an expedition cruise where you have these guides and you're paying more for that, Sure, that can give you a better cruise experience, but if you're looking to do something fun and to do something, and not that these cruises aren't fun, but if you're looking to do something unique and like when I talk about Virgin, I'll talk about some of the things they offer on board. It does provide a unique cruise experience and also most of the sailings that I picked out start at less than $1,000 per person and for me and my group of friends, I know that that price is a lot more feasible for, for people who are just starting out in our careers. You know, we're looking specifically at millennials and of course there are young professionals who have money to spend on more luxurious and more expensive vacations. Um, but also just because they have the money to spend doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to want to. I mean, I've been on Silver Sea and I loved the cruise experience there, but it definitely was not like the party all night atmosphere that I saw when I was on Celebrity Edge. And so really it just depends. And when I think of millennials, I think of people who are wanting to vacation and of course, I'm doing some generalizing as well. People who are wanting to vacation, people who are wanting to do something maybe a little bit out of the box and to do something where they're going to have kind of constant entertainment and be able to stay up and, and go to dance parties and go to deck parties and do silent discos and and things like that. And so I think that it's important to mention that, yes, of course, there is a wide range of cruises and we'll look at luxury cruise options for millennials. You know, I think that expedition cruises, which take place on, you know, Seaborn and Silver Sea and Crystal is, is introducing Crystal Endeavor and Scenic Eclipse. Um, those ships, I think, are great for millennials. I think expedition cruising is great for millennials, and we will do a separate podcast about that. But I think that, you know, it's really important to be in touch with 
how much people want to spend, of course, and what kind of experience they're looking for. So just because one cruise experience is superior uh, for, for certain people, because the food might be better, because the service might be better, because there might be more crew on board, that doesn't mean that that's going to work for everyone. And I know that that's kind of implied, but when I saw this comment, at first I got kind of angry at it because I... I don't like that people, you know, question my decisions, but I also understand that like for this person, that is a really, that is a better cruise experience. And for a lot of people, it might be a better cruise experience. Um, But anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into my top three picks for millennials. Um, So the first is the Celebrity Edge class ships. And I did a separate podcast on Celebrity Edge when I first started my podcast, but I think I'm going to do another one because every time I write back or think about Celebrity Edge, I just get so excited. I, I have a lot of friends who were on that ship with me and didn't really understand what celebrity was trying to do with this new class of ships and right now in this class you have celebrity edge and then celebrity apex which was set to launch last year and has not yet because of covid but um i was supposed to be on in march and i got so excited about going because i had such a good time aboard edge Um, but a lot of my friends who were older than me and by older i don't mean older by you know in their 30s which is the that millennial bracket still. I'm talking about people who are in their late 50s and early 60s. They didn't really understand what celebrity was trying to go for, but I understood it and I really fell in love with it. And I think that a lot of my fellow millennials will fall in love with it as well. And I know that a lot of my fellow millennials that were on board did fall in love with it and and really took advantage of the the late night atmosphere, the party atmosphere. And um, it was a lot of fun. We stayed out until, you know, two o'clock every night. And that's not something that I normally do either, but that ship brought it out of me. Um, I think that the most, the biggest standout for me on board Celebrity Edge was the entertainment. So I'll talk specifically about a venue on board called Eden. And Eden is beautiful. It spans three levels and it has you know the walls in it are glass and so it's a really nice place to sit during the day and take in the sunlight and there are all of these plants and it's a really nice place to like go and have a quick breakfast or to sit and read a book during the day because it's so bright and colorful and light and so that venue just became a favorite of mine but then I went to Eden at night one night and It was this like crazy experience where it got really dark and mysterious and the Edenists, which are the performers that reside in Eden, um, they're into this really immersive theater experience where they're taking you around and, and trying to play games with you and talking to you and I was talking to the associate vice president of entertainment at the time who talked about, you know, how at Eden really little was planned. Um, These actors were trained in this immersive theater experience and they were able to really improvise. And it was just so neat because the Edenists were there during the day when I was sitting there reading or with friends, you know, there were game times where you had to go and solve puzzles for prizes. But then at night, this, it really changed into this different experience. And um, yeah, we ended up doing a conga line and it, it was just cool. There were a lot of cool cocktails. There was one that came inside of a box and 
I don't know. I th- the experience was just so different to everything that I've experienced on a cruise ship before. And I, I think that it was just something that was so unique. And I thought, wow, I really love this. I have you know, some of my older friends that were really artistic and really creative. They also loved it, but there were just certain people who didn't get it. Um, but I think that a lot of people my age, a lot of people that fall in that millennial bracket would really appreciate it. And then, of course, there's the club where there were fun activities to do as well. And then their theater, which had some really unique shows. So the entertainment really stood out. And then I think that just on top of everything, being on the ship, the artwork was really cool. Like I say the word, I'm gonna probably going to say the word cool a lot in this podcast because I think that there is a cool factor that's really important to millennials. And I talked about that last week when we talked about the You by Uniworld is that, you know, part of the draw of some of those ships is that they are they look cool. They have the matte black exteriors and they have the neon lights inside and they are very modern. And Celebrity Edge was the same way in a lot of aspects was that it was really contemporary. And I I just think that it would speak to a lot of millennials. And when I was on board, there were a lot of millennial influencers on board and there were crazy photo ops. You know, people were getting the coolest pictures on board and, and it really looked like this cool environment um, because it is. It was it was a really, really cool ship. And I think that that cool factor, as much as I hate to say it, really played an integral part in um, why this why this made it to my list. So the next, uh, oh, and let me talk about pricing really quickly too, sorry. So celebrities, um, seven night Bahamas, Mexico and Grand Cayman itinerary, that starts at 1179 per person. So this is actually the most expensive cruise on my list. Um, but celebrity is doing something new where they're including a lot in the cruise fare. And so that cruise fare now includes beverages, select beverages, gratuities, and Wi-Fi. So you're getting a lot included um, for that price. And so $11.79, again, compared to a similar itinerary on Seabourn or Regent, which might be, you know, upward of $3,000 or even $3,500, I think that for me, that price makes more sense and is definitely more feasible. Um, But again, some millennials have a lot of cash to burn and want that experience. And so that is also okay, of course. Um, okay. So next on my list is the Norwegian Breakaway Plus Class ships. And these ships are a lot bigger than Celebrity Edge. So where Celebrity Edge holds around 3,000 passengers, this ship holds upward of 3,000. And it's a lot. It's a bigger ship. There is more to do. Um, in terms of activities, I don't know that there's more to do or just more uh, venues, I guess, because like these breakaway plus class ships have a track on top where you can race cars like little go karts. And it's it's really cool. And I have a friend who went on with her niece, who is a millennial, and she said that her niece loved doing those go karts, which I thought was really cool. And they ended up doing that together. So it's not something that was just for kids. Uh, a lot of adults were utilizing that space as well. 
Um, but I think that, you know, Norwegian, even even in looking at their website, it was really, and with Virgin, we'll see this as well. It's really obvious that they're trying to cater to more of the like young party traveler because they use words like raising the roof all night and talking about virtual reality events. And their feature show, one of the feature shows on board Norwegian Encore is Kinky Boots, which is kind of really big with people my age because it features drag queens and so I think that a lot of a lot of this and a lot of this class of ship is kind of catering toward that millennial traveler or catering toward families. And as I said last week, when we look at millennial travel, it's also important to kind of think in the back of our mind about this multi-generational aspect because you do have people who are wanting to take their adult children on board with them or look for vacations that they can take with their adult children. And so again, important to note. Also, the ship has plenty of bars on board. There's a wine cellar, a mojito bar, a brew house, a whiskey bar, and then like also plenty of other bars. There's a pub, but those are specific to certain spirits. And I think that that's something that um, millennials really appreciate too, is like if you're big into whiskey, then you can just sit at the whiskey bar and take advantage of that and talk to someone, a bartender who has a lot of knowledge about whiskey. Same thing with the brew house, if you're more into beer or wine. And so I thought that that was something that was really cool that is done on a lot of ships, but just the sheer volume, like just to have a dedicated mojito bar, I thought was really cool. But I think that the biggest selling point of these cruises is the price. I was looking at an Alaska itinerary, which came in at either just over five or $600 for a seven day cruise at a lead in, you know, per person. But it includes this new Norwegian free at sea promotion, which includes free excursions, free Wi-Fi, free open bar, free specialty dining. And for millennials who have children, free cruise fares for children booking in the same cabin. So I think that the price of those voyages is a huge selling point for people who are my, you know, 25, just starting out in their careers, have just saved up their first vacation funds and want to look for something to do with it. I think that um, I think that price is really important when we're talking about young people, because sure, again, while some young people do have a lot of cash reserve, a lot of young people are looking for things like this Norwegian voyage, which they're paying the cruise fare. They have a lot included in the cruise fare, and they're able to do a lot of fun things like go to these bars and see these shows and and things like that. And so uh, I think that the price was really a big selling point and reason that this one made onto my list. And last, I want to look at Virgin Voyages ships, which Virgin Voyages ships have not launched yet because of COVID. And so I can't really speak to the experience on board, but looking at the press releases that Virgin sends, looking at the website, I just get really excited about these ships. The ships are, again, like Celebrity Edge, very cool. And the cabins are super modern, dark with pops of color. And just looking at it, I'm thinking, you know, that is definitely an Instagrammable moment when I look at the ship. And again, as much as I hate to admit it, that is a big selling point. Most of the cabins, too, are configurable. So you can, they, they there's a couch bed. So it starts off as like an L shape and then you can configure it into a double bed. You can configure it into two singles. 
you can configure it. There's a bunk that comes in and you can get a rollaway bed. So you can sleep up to four people in a cabin that could just be meant to sleep one because I think that their interior cabins say that they're meant to sleep between one and four people. So you have all of these different configurations of how you can put this couch bed and there are three person options, there are two person options, there are four person options and just having that I think being able to it made me think about going on a vacation with my friends and you know if we were looking for a budget option we could all kind of squeeze into this cabin I don't know I shared a cabin with one with one friend um, a couple years ago and we did not have even enough room for all of our clothes so I don't know that I would be going with four people in one cabin but it is an option maybe uh, some people are lighter packers than I am I think that Virgin really does this job of trying to cater to young people, um, young travelers, because they offer things like yoga classes and group workouts and spin classes. And they have a designated, you know, a lot of cruise lines have spa services, but these have a designated blowout bar. And just, I think that the emphasis that they put on a lot of things that other cruise lines have and offer like their juice bar. A lot of cruise lines have these things. They're just not putting the emphasis on it that Virgin is. And that is proof enough to me that Virgin is kind of trying to hit that sweet spot of people between the ages of 25 and 40, which is what I'm going to call the millennial bracket, even though it kind of goes a little bit further, maybe on both ways. Um, there is also a two-story nightclub that has three bars in it. So again, when we're looking at that late night party aspect, which is not, again, is not important to everyone, but that it's definitely a place to do that. But there's also this emphasis on wellness, right? With the yoga classes and the juice bar. And so I think that it kind of hits both of those millennial sweet spots where it's like, if you want this self-care, relaxing vacation, you can have it. If you want this party hard vacation, you can also have it. Or why not do both? Why not wake up and go to a yoga class and drink a, a juice and then go party at night? And so I think that Virgin really does a good job. And again, I cannot speak to the experience on board because the ships haven't launched yet, but just from a marketing standpoint of really trying to to get millennials on all sides of the coin. And also, I think I've talked about it before on the podcast. If not, I've definitely talked about it on another podcast, um, which was with Megan Chapa, who is um, one of my co-hosts on the network. So I will link that podcast in the description below. It is about adventure cruising. Um, Virgin Voyages ships are going to have a tattoo parlor on board. And I am pretty heavily tattooed. For those of you who have seen me, you know this. For those of you who haven't, my secrets have been revealed. But something, you know, most of my friends have tattoos. Most people my age have at least one tattoo. And I think that that is a really cool way. And I definitely would want to, if I went on board, get a tattoo to remember this vacation. And to say that I got a tattoo at sea more so than anything, because I think that that's really awesome. But, you know, Virgin also, again, from this, when we were talking about Norwegian and the the language that Norwegian uses on this website, Virgin uses words like, I got you on their website and things that are just seem very millennial leaning. So if 
if you're looking, if you have a millennial client, I would really encourage you to check out Virgin's website, um, just to at least kind of look at the language that they're using, look at the ships, get familiar with them because they are really cool. And there are five night itineraries. They have a mix of four and five night itineraries for the most part. Um, starts at six hundred and fifty-two fifty per person, and that includes Wi-Fi, gratuities, group workouts, and beverages. And so, I think that you know, with all of these, we're seeing a lot more inclusives than I am used to seeing on ocean cruises. I think that a lot of ocean cruises are currently running promotions where they are including more in the cruise fare. But I also think that they are getting competitive with these more inclusive um, products like like Seaborn and Silver Sea and Region. And again, they are not going to be on the same level service-wise, likely. But you do have some of the same inclusions for an, an extreme fraction of the price. So I think that, again, that is just important to, to note and to consider. Um, so that is all that I really have today. I'm going to link this top three cruises for millennials article in the description as well for anyone who wants to read it or wants to just be able to reference that list. Um, but that is it for now. We'll look at um, why expedition cruising is for millennials coming up. We have some really good podcasts coming up. So I hope that you all will subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. If you feel so inclined, you could rate me on Apple Podcasts. That would be great. And I hope that you all have a great day and I will see you next week. Okay, bye.